All right, and we are live. What is up, everybody? Happy Thursday. Holy Thursday for some. Uh, happy Ramadan if you're celebrating that. Just have a happy Thursday to everyone in general. Very, very excited to be here. We've got a lot of stuff going on as usual in the data on Kubernetes community. We've got meetups, we've got talks, we've got panels, we've got content uh, in every possible way. We've got our second DOK London meetup. If you're in London next week, feel free to drop by. And we'll be having a hands-on lab with Michael Cade I'm from Castin. We'll also be having a panel, so check that out. Very interesting piece of news as well, too, is that you can now register for KubeCon. All right, you can start adding um, our collocated event DOK Day on May 16th. It'll be a virtual event. We've got over 30 talks. We've got a jam-packed schedule. So you've got the link there to check that out uh, in more detail. And we'll have more news coming up about that. And speaking of KubeCon, the very first speaker in KubeCon is the gentleman who's joining me today. His name is Avi Jeeth. He is an incredible intern and contrib uh, contributor in our community leading the charge on the conversion from the How to DOK project into the Rap God uh, project he'll be mentioning today. I'll be dropping his links right now in uh, here in the chat so you can check all those out. Um, but just get started, for those who don't know you, Abhijit, who are you? So hello, everyone, and happy New Year to the folks in India. There are different sets of New Year, which are based on lunar and solar calendars. So happy New Year to everyone in India. And I'm Abhijit Ganesh. I'm a first-year student who's pursuing the undergrad in computer science. I'm also a data science student in some degree. And I'm very much interested in all of this. That's why I'm a part of DOK, Data on Kubernetes. So I'm an intern here. I have been here for a couple of months, probably longer than other interns. I've seen how the how the DOK project has evolved, how we have evolved as a community where we move from no code to a repository where people can learn. And that's what I'll be talking about today. Very good. Cool. That being said, if you want to share your screen, I got all your links in there. Um, but if there are anything else that you want me to share, just drop it here in the chat. Um, I'll do that. Folks, remember, if you have questions, please feel free to get them down in the chat uh, while we're talking, or we can always continue the conversation on Slack. And also, as you said, Happy New Year to all the folks who are celebrating that too. So yeah, take it away, man. It's all you. One minute. Okay. Got it. Yep. So again, introducing myself. I'm Abhijit Ganesh, I'm a student. That's how my title goes. I'm a first year student pursuing my undergrad. I'm a distributed computing and a data science enthusiast. Also a DevOps enthusiast, but I can't fit in everything here, you see. And I'm an incredible motorsports fan. If you really are into Formula One or MotoGP, you should hit me up on Slack. That's briefly about me. And let's get started. So what is the RAPGOD project and how has it impacted us? Let us get started from that. So initially, when we had the RAPGOD project, it was firstly called the How to Be Okay project, where we explained how we can implement a feature or a program where we can store incredible lyrics of Bart's rap songs. That's how it started. And it eventually got rebranded as a RAPGOD project. So we started there with a, a whole new architecture and all of that, but then we realized it was not very beginner friendly and then we had modified it. So when it was there before as how to DOK a project, it's this how it looked. Even today, it might look very similar to it, but the architecture has really simplified. We have narrowed it down. We have collected resources for everyone. It's such a beginner friendly project that anyone can step in and contribute to it. And this is not the starting point. Let us say you're someone 
who has literally not a lot of experience with Kubernetes and CS in general, computer science in general. You can learn about various aspects of it, the specifics of data on Kubernetes through meetings. So we have a lot of working groups, we have four working groups, and through that, you can learn about it. So what was it initially intended to do? It was a no-code project, as I told before, and it was just a collection of practices that people can implement. And it was more of a collection where we stored blocks or we wrote blocks, we collected content so that it will be easier for beginners to absorb them and become better DOK practitioners. Apart from this, we evolved into stage one, where we made a repository of Cassandra, which we implemented. It's, it's, kind of, it's a database called Cassandra. This database will be connected to a backend and all of that. This is how it started. Now, if you look into it, how is how did I do about this? Or what did I do for this? So I joined as an intern in January and I asked Bart, okay, what is the project idea? What should we be doing? Then Bart told me, you know, this is how the project is going. All of this is going on. And I was there with this project before an intern as well. So as someone who understood the architecture, I was learning a lot, a lot in the sense, I was learning about the backend. I was learning about how we can utilize this project very well. I was also learning how one can grow. So as, as the project was evolving, I realized there was a huge gap as in there were people who weren't understanding how it is being done. And then we rebranded it and then we faced a new concept out. So what did we do or what did I specifically do? So I went on to do something where I built operators for the project. It's still there. I'll add the links probably after the talk. So I have made a custom Cassandra operator through which people can deploy. It's a very simple operator. It's not like production friendly, but it was certainly learner friendly. So people can literally go through it, understand how it's being done and then deploy their own Cassandra cluster. This is one thing which I learned. Secondly, I understand how, sorry, I understood how ExpressJS, which is a very popular backend framework is being used. And I understood how one can use connect Cassandra and ExpressJS. That is another thing I learned. And when I learned this through implementation as an intern, I did this for the project at the same time I learned about it. So it's a con continuous journey. You learn, you practice, you implement. Again, you learn, you practice, and you implement. It's a cycle. And that's how pretty much open source works. You learn in public, you practice it, and you implement it. So now coming, how has it evolved? Now, after realizing that it is not a really developer-friendly project back then, what I had thought of was that why don't we simplify it into multiple components? In the sense, now we have a website, which, which will be added to the link soon. The website is quite simple. You go to the website, you understand what are all the resources that are there. You can access them, read about it, and then start contributing to the project. The website ha has all the collection of resources. That has been a new addition to the project. So now it's more developer friendly. Then we split the project into two parts, in essence. So there's one part which involves complete DevOps, and there's another part which completely involves this backend development where we build API endpoints. So these are called working groups. There are four working groups. One is testing, 
where we do testing for the API part, where we build API endpoints and test them. And then we have the DevOps part where we make sure all of our changes are being continuously integrated. They're making sure all the websites being continuously deployed and all of that. They're also learning how to like make Helm charts. There was a working group meeting today, which you should definitely check it out. And then there was a working, there is a working group for the website, which actively looks after website maintenance. So this is how it has evolved. And now, if you ask me what has it taught me, Kubernetes is like an ocean and as it rightly represents, you always need not be at the helm of it, but you need to know what helm means. So through, uh, through this project, I learned how to make an operator and how to make helm charts. I learned how one can run stateful workloads. That is the ultimate motive of the DOK community, how to run stateful workloads and how to make the world better with that. How can one use stateful sets? All of these I learned on my own. This was self-taught to me. And the demand of the project had made me learn this. Now, you should be asking me what, what can you get out of the project? All of this is just one part of it. The project is continuously evolving too. So now we are trying to be, let, okay, let us approach it this way. The project in simple words is basically a way to store Bart's songs. So he completely, for, for every week, Bart comes up with two or three rap songs or probably even more. I'm not sure of the exact number. And we need to store the lyrics. The idea was pretty simple so that we need to now store data. But how do we do it? That's how the project started. And we are just covering the aspects which we have discovered. As we progress, we're going to discover more. And as one discovers more, we're going to learn more. Also, when we are coming to this project, we also learn about workloads that are more than stateful sets. As in, when we're learning about Kubernetes, we also focus about things that are beyond the okay. That is replica set, deployments, daemon set, etc., cron job and jobs, something like that. So as a community, we are more towards learning, learning in public and learning what the environment is about. We also consistently innovate. So recently I had come up with something called the CASI CLI. So when you go to this page, you will be able to see there's a whole lot of configuration involved. The CASI CLI is a tool which I created, which it's still work in progress, but it'll help you make sure that you can instantly, you know, configure Cassandra express Cassandra for your own work. This will incredibly help you because it's very simple. It's developer friendly. That's how DOK will be adding value. And you can be a part of the journey. And as, as popular as it gets, open source is about making the world better. And I genuinely believe you all should join us and make it much better. So again, how will this project help others? One, you get learning experience like no other community. You learn about Kubernetes for free. You learn about how one can use stateful workloads. You get, you get connections both as a student as a, and as an industry professional. You get to see a lot of people involved. And then you also get to understand how they do it as in a professional capacity. And then you also understand where you can innovate because data on Kubernetes itself as a concept is not that old. So as you research and progress, you're making milestone progress. It's, it's a milestone which you're going to achieve. And that's pretty much it from my, my end. That's what I would like to present.
So are there any questions? Yes, different questions for you. So, you know, you, you had some Kubernetes knowledge prior to getting involved in this, but in terms of understanding the things that you mentioned regarding stateful sets, stateful workloads, et cetera, conceptually speaking, what was the most challenging thing for you to sort of get your, your head around or what would you expect might be challenging aspects for, for people that are new to this environment? So uh, to answer this question, I have some, uh, I have a short anecdote to say. So the thing is when you're programming or when you're into the tech field, most often they're not, you run into errors and one's capacity to debug and understand the errors was, is the biggest like advantage or disadvantage you can have. So when I was a developer or a Kubernetes practitioner, the errors I ran into, the way I had to inspect them was the most challenging thing I faced. It's certainly not the hardest thing, but as a beginner, you will only learn it out of, you know, a bit of experience. So as you progress, it's something operational, but you learn as soon as you start working with it. Okay. Because otherwise, most of the things are well documented. You, you don't have to worry about it. It's quite simple. It's very accessible. But debugging and understanding why something is failing is something which a lot of people struggle with, including myself. Got it. In the context of this specific project, as you said, kind of moving from a no code to, you know, code-based contri uh, uh, contributions, what are things that you, you know, in terms of the team that, that you, you know, that we, that we have and that you're building, what kind of skills, qualities do you think are useful to help folks get plugged in quickly if they want to make uh, contributions that are more on the technical side? Uh, can you like, rephrase the yeah. question? So what are the best skills to have for people uh, who want to work on this project? Uh, in terms of technical capacity, I would say someone who has experience with ExpressJS as for the backend developer, someone who's got experience with how to build APIs, regardless of their language, it's, it's an agnostic concept. And someone who is really inclined to learn a lot, that's something which all of us would be expecting. So on a non-technical basis, that is there. But on a technical basis, someone who's got the experience of an Express developer, and someone who can understand API as well will be very useful for the API development part, the API working group. For the DevOps working group, it'll be very useful if you know how YAML and manifests are being used, how YAML files are being written and how manifests are being used and how Kubernetes works in general. Like I, I understand it's a very broad topic, but if someone understands how to use Kubernetes before their own workloads, it'll be very useful for us or for them to understand this much quicker. Very, very good point. That's good. I think it's just helpful because, you know, sometimes people might get really excited or really energetic to want to participate, but the more specific, you know, the, the offer is probably the easier it is for people to get involved. Um, where would you, you know, in terms of your vision, what would you like to see happen in terms of the next steps, you know, in terms of this project or beyond that, the application of other data on Kubernetes technologies in different contexts? What, what would you like to see happen in the next three to six months? Uh, I'd like to see this project evolve into a more robust way of storing data, especially if you are rap songs. So I would expect this project to be like very accessible, robust, so that like you can be traveling and Bart can be adding lyrics anytime he wants, pretty much something like that. And about more than the project itself, beyond the project, I would say this community might evolve into a community where we start like making valuable additions as in projects that can help other people, not in terms of learning alone, 
but also in terms of use case. So yeah. Gotcha. All right, that's good. Um, any other advice that you would give? You know, you're you're in your first year of university, so this is a very good point that it doesn't matter, you know, how old somebody is or necessarily even their academic background. Um, but in terms of your learning journey, what resources have been the most helpful? And and also, I would like to know as well, in terms of you know talks that you you've experienced from our community or speakers, are there any that you would definitely recommend to to people saying, hey, if you want to learn how data on Kubernetes works, go here. So. Like I got into this community because of the talk given by Alex Bulushnev. He he's a practitioner, or I don't know about his exact title, but he's from Data Sachs. He, uh, he gave a session about how Cassandra works and how Kate Sandra can be done. That's that's how that's the core of the How to Do UK project. And because of Alex, I got into this community. He gave a wonderful speech and a talk. I, I really recommend all of you to check it out. It's also there in the website. Uh, but I sent you the links of the website. No and personally, when I learn, uh, this is a very, you know, uh, it's a very popular answer, but I do this as a practice practitioner. I always refer to the official Kubernetes docs until, unless I run into a very specific error that I'm unable to figure it out. Kubernetes docs is the go-to manual because it's very well written. They have put heart and soul into writing it and it is very useful. Once you start reading it, it's very systematic. It's, it's very cool. All right, good. Um, no, that's good to know. I think uh, I think we pretty much got everything covered, but I guess, you know, if for folks that are out there that are curious, um, what's the best way to, to contact you? Slack, I suppose? Uh, Slack and LinkedIn, because yeah, Slack. I don't use Twitter a lot for messaging. So Slack and LinkedIn. Good, Slack and LinkedIn, you've heard it. All right, straight from the source. You can get plugged in, right? As you mentioned, there depending on you know depending on what your interests are, where where that's at, we can get you guided into one working group or another. We've got really really friendly people that are having uh, meetings periodically to to mark the progress and and make sure that things are going the right way. Um, anyway, on a on a personal level, and it's no secret, your your involvement in our community has helped us grow a lot, and I'm very we're all looking forward to the to the next steps. Looking forward to your talk in KubeCon as well. So you got to start practicing for that. Um, and because it's going to be the first one. So it'll be at 8.45 a.m. in your central Europe. My day. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be a little bit later your time. But, uh, but anyway, very much looking forward to that. And like I said, folks, uh, very easily uh, to, to reach Abhijit on, on Slack. And we got all the links in, in the chat. So we'll continue the conversation. And once again, thanks for everything you're doing, man. All right. Cheers. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.